Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on Deercast, another episode, and I'm here with my good friends, the Boo Shacks. How you guys doing? Wonderful. Good. How are you? I'm great. It's good to see you guys. Um, you just killed a bird this morning. I did. Yeah, yeah. I uh, one of my well, I went hunting with my niece whenever we got her a bird. Oh, on the youth day, and then uh, my first chance to get out was today. So I slept in this morning about 8.30, went, grabbed the coffee, made a lap of the block, um, saw a bird strutting out in the field with a hen. So I made another lap around, and I'm like, okay, he's with her, you know. And on my next lap around the block, I watched the hen go across the road where I don't hunt, and the gobbler's walking in the field back, uh, you know, the back side of it. And I'm like, well, this is good. So I went down, parked trucked it through the woods and I set up on him the first time and you know we're talking back and forth and uh he didn't want to come through this thick stuff so I just uh you know I made a move went around him probably a hundred yards call again and he gobbles right where I just was so I called a few more times and he ended up finally working his way up and he got to probably 80, 90 yards, and I just shut up on him, and he finally came in 20 yards and let him have it. So That was it. Know. Yeah, Great hunt, 11.09, um, <laughs> you know, just about an hour ago, and got out of the woods, and here we are. Well, his only days off are Wednesday and Sunday, and we can't hunt Sunday in Pennsylvania. So, okay. you know, he hasn't been out yet, and I'm like, you got to be home by noon. We've got to meet with Kurt. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's the first time ever in our uh, relationship that she's like, you got to be home at a certain time today. And I'm like, what? Okay, you know, so. Yeah. Well, this, I is, made it. this is probably one of the, uh, like, freshest podcasts after, like, a successful hunt. It's, I mean, yeah. 
if it's Thank not you. the freshest, it's close. Yep. yep. So you you guys are from PA. I kind of did a, a shitty job introducing you guys. I just said no, the okay. Bushacks and just went from there, but it's just from me knowing you. And you guys have been on the podcast off and on and then the WCB community, if you will. But um, you guys are, a. I consider you guys a hardcore hunting couple out of Pennsylvania, but you guys hunt all over the place. Um, is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, so what I want to do with this, we're going to have a little bit of couples therapy, as Rachel said here before the podcast. And I, like I want to, so I think everyone thinks, oh, it'd be great if my wife hunted because I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have to buy that bumper sticker from you guys that says you can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. But that might not be the case always. It's probably not all unicorns and rainbows all the time, is it? Um. It's not always all, you know, that stuff. It's not a bad thing, though. Um, okay. Like I said, today was the first time she ever told me when I had to be back. Okay, I've good problem right there. I can't go hunting. Um, we do hunt uh, a lot together, but mainly when we're out of state. When we're at home, we kind of uh, do our own thing. Yeah, we'll hunt the same farms, but um, kind of have different styles and the way we do things. So... Okay. Yeah, we actually never hunt whitetails together. We hunt elk together, turkey, and maybe during gun season we'll sit together if one of us is tagged out already. Yeah. Mm. But we don't. We don't hunt together. <laughs> we tried it once when we were first dating and uh, archery hunting, and that wasn't. We hung a double set once in Ohio, mm -hmm. and that was the end of that. <laughs> so, is do you guys find yourselves on the pieces you hunt together? I'm, I would assume you guys are sharing trail cam pictures and sharing same trail oh. cams and all that. Well, so, you can't hide that, Kurt. That'd be worse than cheating, buddy. I yeah. think you have to share the photos. Okay. Well, that, yep. that gets that off the table right away. So uh -huh. um, how do you guys decide who goes where and when they go there? So I hunt a lot more than him just because I can, like with my work schedule and stuff. So I like, you know, he said we have different hunting styles. I tend to be a little bit more conservative, I think, than him because I don't want to, like, ruin any of our spots because I do hunt a lot. Yeah. Um, he, like, waits and makes his move very strategically. Like, he's he's a very efficient hunter. Um, so, but we normally have different deer in mind. Like, like we're, we hunt, I don't know, five or six different properties here in PA. Um, most of them just, like, by permission. And then we own a couple of small pieces and um you know we're always trying to kill like the best deer we have on camera at each property but like we each have different tastes i think and then um if there's something like we both want to go after we literally put names in a hat and it's a fair way to do it that. yeah yeah okay how often I mean, we haven't really had an opportunity where there was like one deer and we we're like okay we can kill this deer tonight who's going there. Um, I mean, it was close this year in the late season, you know, Rich had been putting a lot of time in cold weather out behind um, our house and we had standing beans and she was really on one. And I, I just kind of, you know, let her do her thing. Say stepped aside. Like yeah. I didn't, I mean, it was a great buck. I would have shot the buck in a heartbeat. It, it, at the same time, you know, it's like when someone's on one, you can tell when they're super invested. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. probably like you pick up on the just certain cues on like, hey, this is your deer. I'm going to let you 
try and close the deal on this buck type of thing. Well, like this buck right here, if you're watching on video, um, it's about a hundred, what, 141 inch buck he killed a couple years ago. And I, like I'd been after that buck all year, but I couldn't hunt that day and like go get him. And he did. You yeah. Know? So, and I was probably happier for him than he was like, well, after <laughs> I, I just wanted to put my hands on the beer. Yeah. That yeah. was the first one that I killed with a rifle since I was like 13 years old. And cause I, I like the bow hunt and, yeah. um, I still had the tag and she talked me into where to go, you know? And yeah. Then, he was in a meeting, I think, is why she couldn't go. So I'm right out back behind the house, you know, probably 600 I, yards. I so work she, from home. So, like, I'm on a conference call and I hear the shot. So she oh, heard so you it. Just know. I mean, my phone's ringing before the gun's even, you know, set back down. Yeah. And um, so I told her. And the worst part was he came up to 40 yards when I shot him. I should have had my bow. Just bow. Um, that's how it works. Just to say that was going to happen, you know. Um but once we came back, I called her. She came back, and I thought I made a good shot, you know. And once we got to the deer, she actually cut in front of me to get to the deer to check it out before I could even get to it. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, You're you know? ruining it. I mean, she was very – I mean, and it was a, a great buck. We both, you know, obviously yeah. wanted to kill that deer. But um, she was after him pretty hard, and I guess that was a test. I mean, I'm still like, here, so. Like yeah. our, my elk um, – I spotted it first, so I didn't even give him a shot. Like, <laughs> nope, you. I yeah. spotted it. You drop back and call. Yeah. Like, See, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, like things that you learn through like the growth of your relationship of stuff like that. It's like now if you would have went after that elk and it didn't work out, the next one would have been his shot type yeah. of thing. And oh, yeah. then they're like, mm -hmm. yep. you guys are cool about it, which is awesome. I'm sure there's hunting couples mm -hmm. out there who aren't. Um, yeah. But you know, I always envision like deer that I that took like two, three months of a season of effort to kill. If I would have had to split that time with Sam, you know, Sam has hunted. She's not, doesn't care to hunt like I hunt. Um, and I'm thankful for it. Like she understands it, but I don't have to compete with my time for a deer. So it makes me think about certain things like that. Like how would this be if Sam was with me every time I went that type of thing? Um, do you see it as like, when you killed that buck where she was in the conference call, Rachel, do you see it as like how I viewed when I hunted with my dad, him getting one is like just as good as me getting it. It all comes back. Like I get to have the mount too and, and share yep. the experiences. Do you view it the same way? Yep, definitely. I mean, like, especially I think back last year, elk hunting, I didn't even have a tag and I prepared more for that hunt, just calling practice calling for him um like hiking getting in shape making sure i can keep up with it you know like i wanted to help him get an elk like more than i wanted you know to get an elk myself the year mm. before you know and yeah like i i like seeing him happy obviously so right <laughs> makes her happier marriage yeah, for sure and, i mean elk when we elk hunted it is like it, it was a team effort for sure because i mean we didn't know what we were doing when we first went out there you know we yeah. had to figure it out together so um and she figured out a lot more stuff than me. She spent more time on a computer. Oh, we need to go here, here, and here. We walked, I don't know, 80-some miles the first year. Yeah. And uh, then figured out where to walk and, and it made a lot better. And we got successful at it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of fun. And even, I mean, I was there. I was a full draw at the same time she was on that bull. 
Um, and if she would have let it go, it would have walked in my lap 15 yards. And who's to say, you know, right. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a bowl on the wall, who's to there, say? you know, and we got to eat some great elk meat and uh, yeah. we're going again this fall. So it'll be, it'll be fun. But yeah, I don't think like the way I treat it is like, I never want to take anything away from him. I mean, that's partly why we don't hunt together. Like we're both pretty selfish with our time. Like I don't want to sit in a blind and watch him kill a deer or double sight and watch him kill a deer. No offense. I want yeah. you to kill a deer, but like, I want to be hunting. That makes sense. And vice, and vice mm-hmm. versa. And he's told me that before is like, if I weren't as um, experienced of a hunter when we first started dating, like it might not have worked out because, you know, not like not saying it's a bad thing, but like, you know, he didn't want to necessarily like take the time to teach me everything. Like yeah. he wants, he, he has very limited time to hunt and you know, I needed to be pretty independent about it. You just would have had to, things just would have had to been gone about a little differently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get and that. And then like sharing all our spots, like I, I keep a detailed log of, who hunts where when just to make sure we're not so you can dig over- shit up from the past right gotcha <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> throw in my face you hunted that stand three days in a row yeah no. exactly no, no, like, yeah, last year sure you hunted not- pulls out the log <laughs> it's like honey listen <laughs> just to make sure we're not putting too much pressure anywhere you know like, yeah i hear you it's yeah that's cool though okay so let's do this let's break this down what is the the worst thing about being in a hunting marriage and the best thing. And if, you, if the, maybe you guys have different outlooks on it. And I'm not trying to stir shit up in your marriage. I just think this is a fun thing to talk about for other people that are like, man, that would be the best. Or some people might think I would never want that too, you know? So, well, I would say the best, we'll go best first because it's, I need to think about the worst thing. The best thing <laughs> I think is just, our views align on pretty much everything. Like we don't really have any disagreements um, on how we spend our money on like date. Like we don't go on dates really. Our idea of a date is we, you know, cook some venison for dinner. We shoot our bows and, you know, we drive around and blast for deer in the summer. Yeah. You know, that's the time of the year it is like, we save our money to spend on hunting. Like the only trips we've ever been on together are hunting trips. Like, so the nice thing is we it's like we never really have to compromise like oh he wants to do this and I want to do that and what are we what are we gonna do? Yeah. Um so that's nice. I think um and just like the mutual understanding of like being raised in a hunting family. I think like we're just we're very close to our families. You know that they were raised with like certain morals and values that align with yours. Like it just instantly like made me trust him right like yeah that we bonded over these things that makes I think sense that's the best thing yeah i mean for sure i mean for me like never being told you can't you have to go somewhere during you know a time when you know it's going to be good like if we get a cold snap in october and we had plans to go to dinner she's the first one to cancel which is it's phenomenal i mean it's right. great you don't have <laughs> You don't have to worry. We're not we're not gonna go to a wedding in November. I can tell you right now, it's not gonna happen. You know? I hate weddings. Um, don't invite me to your wedding. Those, we're not those people. We'll send you a great, you know. Here you go. Yeah. Good luck. Here's a fifty dollar gift card to the Applebee's. Have a good time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I mean that that's the best part is always just um no matter what I want to do. I mean, in the summertime, if I want to go put minerals out or you know, we're going to 
prep a food part or anything. Like I never have to show, oh, you should be doing something else. It's always, oh yeah, that's that's great. Or yeah, I know she'll say, Well, I'm taking the tractor and going to the pull over here. It's oh, 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 good idea, you know. Right. So that's that's really nice in the fact that like I have a partner, a wife that cares as much as I do, and we have the same idea on what we want to accomplish. And, and even For sure. she's come up with great ideas to, to just change things that I never looked at. And yeah. I'd been hunting that farm for 15 or 20 years, you know, and it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know? I hear you. So, Cause my perspective is, and I think maybe, maybe a lot of guys and gals can relate with me. Like Sam doesn't care. She understands that like I have to mow the food plot or do this or prep this and, she gets all that. She's understanding of all of it. But that doesn't mean even I know that. Maybe this is a, a me thing. While I'm doing some of these things and I'm away again for another week or another weekend, I kind of operate with this like internal guilt of like, I, I'm enjoying my time doing this, but I wish I could also be at home with the family. But I'm like, I, I'm conflicted a little bit internally sometimes. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you probably live with that a little less than a normal married couple. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that guilt. Yeah. We don't, yeah. yeah. None of that. So it's, uh, my wife doesn't care and she would tell me not to feel guilty, but mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. And I don't li- live with it all the time, but it's sometimes when I know I could be doing other more productive shit for my life, but yeah. uh, my life is hunting. So there's the argument, right? I would say sometimes I feel guilty because like I said, I have more time to hunt. And so like, if I go, let's say I go to Ohio for the weekend because you can hunt Sundays there and he can't go with me because he's got to work. Um, I do feel bad, like going without him, yeah. but it's never Not stopped. That bad. Me. Yeah, she still goes. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. But the, it's here. It's okay. But you wouldn't tell her not to go. No. Oh no. I encourage her to go. I'm like, I could go. I wouldn't feel guilty about leaving you at home. Or going. <laughs> right. That's like when we right. when we first started. Like I hunted in Ohio on Sundays because we're not that far from the line. So we, you know, on Sunday she can't hunt, and I'm like, I'm just I'm gonna go to Ohio and hunt all day. Yeah. And it was I didn't ask her to go for I don't know probably two years yeah. I think before I even let her come with me. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't let her, I had owned a farm before, you know, we got together and I didn't let her hunt there for three years. And she could probably tell you what happened the I, first time. She, I never even asked to hunt it though. Yeah. Like I knew I wanted to like earn my spot on that farm before, yeah. you know? And so for a couple of years, like I helped with food plots. I helped. Oh, I worked. It's a farm you owned. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? That adds an interesting, an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Yes. It was, uh, it was kind of like my baby. It was uh, yeah. you know first piece of property I ever bought. It was just an overgrown field with a little tiny bottleneck in the back of it. it's probably 15 acres in the back. It's a bottleneck down. Um, and I had just started doing all kinds of stuff. And then she came over and started helping and immediately had like some brilliant ideas that I'm like. I put in like. <laughs> 200 hours on the tractor yep. um like d- digging ditches because it's really wet and like drained it out to his pond and then um like mowed areas for food plots within the because it's like 40 acres of red brush mm-hmm. and so we drained it out so it wasn't so wet put in some food plots around the edges where we could hunt and 
So finally, I'm like, you know, I put some time in here. Do you think maybe I could get a hunt in this year? And the first time I hunted his farm, I killed a buck and a doe with my bow the same morning in like two hours. I called him. I was like, I, I need some help. <laughs> I got deer down everywhere. Well, that's good karma, though, if you put in the hours. I mean, that's well-deserved then, you know. Yep. It, it, oh, she earned it more than uh, most others that have been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it's... That's our biggest... Yeah. I say that's our biggest downfall. We let too many of our friends hunt our properties. Yeah. Like, we do a really good job managing our properties, but when it comes, like, and we're so serious about it during bow season, but when it gets to gun season, we've got a lot of friends that don't hunt, and they see us posting about it, and they're like, I want to I want to learn, and so, like, last year, we had, what, three guys opening weekend of gun season kill, like, all of our two-year-olds, yep. you know? But, it, like, it's cool. I think, I, And that's one thing They're we happy. Did. I don't, if you're happy with the deer, <laughs> I don't care. Shoot it. You yeah. Know? And uh, we both always had that mentality that we're not going to probably shoot that deer, but that's okay. Like, yeah. if you want to shoot it, shoot it. That's and cool of you guys. So, we skip what's the, be- or what's the worst part. Uh, what's the worst part? We you, you go first. Yeah, I was getting I was getting ready to loop that I, back in. I, I was wondering if I you guys know. were going to avoid it. Uh, the worst part. Um, it's twice as expensive. I mean, that's something a lot of people know, don't get, probably consider. Like, all right, you got a new bow this year. I want a new bow. Like, you know, and our new optics or you know, hunting trips. I mean, going out west, like, it ain't cheap to begin with. But like I said, we don't spend money elsewhere. So like yeah. that kind of helps. It's not something we ever fight over, really. Yeah. I I wish some people were better about not spending so much money. <laughs> hey. Here, okay. Stuff, you know? I, Do you the guys... one thing that comes to mind is Western hunting. Uh-huh. Like I'm so I'm really short and he's at not tall, but average, right? And yeah. so we got in a fight on the side of the mountain. Is we're going through some dark timber and I'm navigating and I like to go through like when there's a bunch of lowdowns, I'll find a spot where I can kind of duck under because it's really hard for me to crawl over like with my pack and everything on and he would get really irritated because he can't go under as easily and we're getting an argument on the side of the mountain about like which path to take he's like you pick the hardest routes when you're navigating through the mountains and we're arguing and we come out on the side of the road at like nowhere near where I intended to come out. And so now we've got to walk the road back for like a couple of miles. And he's like, maybe someone will come by and like, we can hitchhike and we'll get a ride, you know? And so we're like fighting on the side of the road. I end up like hitting him with my bugle tube and he pulls his bear spray on me. And like, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't discharge it. But like, right when we we're doing that, this car comes around the like curve on the road. Sees this and assault this going on. Us, like, yeah. like domestic violence. On we didn't get a ride either. <laughs> He's like, I'm not getting involved in any of that. That doesn't look good. But no, I don't. All right, what, what do you think? Uh, the worst, I guess, um, you know, when we go out in public, she's been very successful um, killing very nice deer. So I, if I have an off year, I get to hear about it, you know. Mm. Um I guess that, that that is tough, but most of the time I can look right at him and say, "Well, she did better than you." So there you go. What are you going to say to that? So, yeah, you I mean, just do the uh, I taught her everything she knows, and then yeah. just hope she well, doesn't hear I it. I don't do that because she'd put me in my place. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't teach her everything she does. I know she's, that. Uh, yeah, she's got a very good mind in in figuring everything out. So I will. Sure. He taught me a lot about archery. Um, I hunted archery before him, but 
he worked at a bow shop his whole life. And so like really, really helped me improve my setup. See, that's awesome. I never would have been, I never would have been able to kill an elk. I don't think without you and like figuring out how to get the best bow, the best arrows, the best broadheads, you know, tuning all of it. Cause Rachel, you are like you alluded to earlier, you're short, you're smaller framed. So you probably have to mm-hmm. think a little more about your arrow, your broadhead, the bow, the pound, all that stuff probably matters a little more mm-hmm. than just a guy who's f- five, eight to six foot tall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what yep. is, what is your draw length? 24 and a half. That's nuts. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you a lot- I'm five foot, I'm five foot zero. Um, on a good day. Yeah. On a good on a good day. day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my 10 year old niece is now taller than me, but I'm pulling like 55 pounds. So I, yeah. I worked my way up for elk for sure. And um, I actually build like a different arrow for elk. That's a lot heavier, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll practice with a lighter one in the summer so that I can still get the distance. Cause like um, on my site, you know, if I, if I dial so far, like my fletchings will hit the bottom of my site housing and yeah. I can't shoot any further, you know? So like, oh, I'll build lighter arrows so I can shoot farther. And yeah, there's definitely a lot more that goes into it mm-hmm. because I'm so small. Yeah, that's interesting. That's maybe a whole nother podcast right there. Yeah. Twenty four inch draw, you're killing elk. It's pretty impressive either way. Like no matter how you look at it. She had to work really hard at it and I would show her that I used to do that and I I no longer do that. My uh, father owned a sporting goods store and I worked there for a long time. Um, he sold the business and I liked working there. Um, but it took up too much of your time during hunting season because the last minute world. Everybody wants everything at the last minute. I want to be hunting. So for sure. Now I have a you know more evenings and stuff where I can go hunting and, and all that. But I would teach her one time how to do it and then I let her figure it out on her own because she's yeah. very independent and I want to learn how to do it. So we show her and then once she wants to make the final tweak, she's very because that like yeah. that's my pet peeve is like if I do shoot an ice block or something, someone says, Oh, yeah, I'm sure your husband just helped you get that or your dad. All you did was pull the trigger, you know, like you get that a lot. And I bet like, you no, do actually, get that a lot. I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. I yeah. want to be able to say like, no, I hung my own stand. I tuned my own bow. I, you know, I processed my own deer. Like literally the only thing I really need help doing is getting the deer in the truck. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know? Which is fair. And I we think, all need help. With that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what like makes me so independent. It's like I want to be able to say, "No, I did this all myself." So, yeah, no, that's awesome. Know? I think that's cool. Yeah, I never. I guess I because I don't have to think about that, right? Like I bet you deal with that all the time, especially mm-hmm. if you're. At, and I don't know if that's just in passing when people, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about hunting, or if it's at like a trade show, or maybe even the working class bow hunter. Well, most people know you there. They're not going to give you guys grief, you know. But it's. Uh, I can imagine that'd probably be a little annoying and. On your end too, like vice versa, like, oh yeah, your wife kills bigger bucks than you. Like you even mm-hmm. even if you didn't that year, that's probably still what people are saying anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, we compete. Don't get me wrong, and yeah. like, there's uh, you know, there's definitely competition, but it's very friendly. You know, like, yeah. I'm her biggest supporter. I hope she's mine. Um, you know, and <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. want to see each other do good. You we, know, but we compete in anything. We are super competitive about everything. I, I would say, except actually killing the deer. Like I want him to kill the biggest deer we have on camera, Absolutely, and yeah. vice versa. But like shed hunting, 
it's a fight to the death and he won this year Winner. Um, fight to the so. death yeah, yes. it is. <laughs> if we shed hunt together, I feel I think we're terrible shed hunters because we're both like almost running to try to like beat the other person. Mm -hmm. So it's better when we go to different properties. Mm -hmm. But like everything's a competition. Shooting, like we make we make shooting a competition all summer. Who's like, who's the better shot? We'll shoot our we'll shoot our bows, and it's like okay, closest to the eggs or farthest from the eggs has to go buy ice cream when we go for a drive. You know? Yeah. And he's always got buy ice cream. <laughs> oh so rachel you're the better shot no i wouldn't i wouldn't say that well he's a very good shot uh, yeah it's close <laughs> it, it can be one on either day by either okay i'm gonna we, i'm gonna make things interesting real quick i like it yeah you guys are coming to the working class bow hunter shoot this year yeah you guys have to have a competition 30 targets and we need to make some sort of like waiver whoever wins Type of thing. Oh man! All right. Okay, I got. I have Put an, your money on me. I I, I don't want to throw this on you, but did you hear about Doug and Eric's bet they just made? No. So Doug and Eric, I don't know why they're Iowa boys. They're on a team. They just made a bet against each other. Whoever kills the bigger whitetail this year, the other person's got to eat one of those hot, like individually packaged chips. You know, right. what I'm you know, what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I oh, did yeah. hear that was on a recent episode. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. don't know why, because Doug doesn't like like spicy things, but he took that bet. So I think he's feeling confident. So I'm not saying it has to be that, but it has to be something that people at the shoot can get a kick out of. All right. Okay, we'll start the wagers first thing in the morning. We'll <laughs> at, you know, like ten o'clock, we'll start our. Well, process. do I get a handicap or no? No, you don't get a handicap. <laughs> no. No. Uh -uh. Furthest out, uh -huh. stake. Straight yeah. up. Uh, no, last year at the shoot, I, I remember I could only with like again with my single pin sight, like I could only shoot to like seventy eight yards or something before my fledging would hit my sight housing um so which is still really far curly, and curly well curly was at 88 yeah for people and who don't I know curly was a steel target buck where the vitals are cut out of it and i wanted to shoot at curly so i'm like wonder how high i need to aim so i took one practice shot where i aimed like i don't know a good foot above the top of his back and i think i like just barely missed and i was like all right one more and on my second shot, I nailed it on Curly. And, like, I don't even have a pin for that. I was pretty pumped. See, that's awesome. You just got to, like, memorize <laughs> your mark. Three of my arrows. I don't know. There was a lot of arrows getting ruined. But we were throwing prizes out on it, making, you know. Yeah, it was a great time. That's the fun part about it is, like, friendly bets and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to talk about quick, and, and you guys probably, well, maybe. I was going to say, you guys probably never argue about home decor by the judge of your background, but I bet no. you do argue about the placement of it. Oh. So, kind of, oh. We have the, the wall behind us yeah. is like the main wall you see when you walk in the house, and it fits five shoulder mounts, and then we've got like a bunch of euros in between them. And so we said like our best five scoring deer go on that wall, because that's what you see when you walk in the door. And so that is part of the competition right now is three of those five deer are mine and he's, but mine. So I have them, he has number what one and four and I have two, three and five. So mine's the next one to get knocked out. Like, so his goal is to shoot one big enough to knock out that deer. That's fun. That's a good, <laughs> yeah. that's a fun, fair competition, right? 
Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know the <clears throat> rules. I mean, we just put the tape to it, and there's. It is what it is. I guess we haven't decided on a tie yet. Yeah. Mm, then you just squeeze you squeeze one more in there. Yeah. Yeah. There Full yeah. range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get two on yeah, each we've one. Got, like the ones that get kicked off the wall behind us are on the other walls that you can't see. So yeah, we don't ever argue that on the Okay, here's a debatable taxidermy thing, and I personally am for it. Deer heads in the bedroom. No. Yes. <laughs> oh. Why, Rachel? Why no? Uh, I don't know. I just want them all in the living room. All right. I don't know. Fair. I wouldn't mind. I don't mind euros in the bedroom, but I don't know. I don't like shoulder mounts. I can have them. <laughs> I know. It's like I'll cram them in the bathroom if if I got to yeah. put one in there. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I would rather just put in a, an addition. Like let's build a new room when we run out of space. I don't know. Good problems, We're man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good problems. Well, I think yeah. you guys are a lot healthier. Um, in the hunting relationship, not that I doubted you guys, but I figured there'd be a little more turmoil unless you guys are putting on a really good front, but just in like dynamic and stuff, but you know, maybe, maybe most hunting couples are like you guys are and understanding and cohesive and a team, but maybe not. I I thought of something. Oh, Uh -oh. I spoke too soon. Oh God, Kurt, we're on. (laughs) Cut the podcast. Like, if he hunts a stand that I hung, he gets really oh. mad because I don't I don't hang the bow hook high enough or I don't trim high enough. And so he's got to, like, crouch down to be able to see anything. Mm. And then vice versa, if I, hung, if I hunt a stand that he hung, like, sometimes I can't even get into it, you know? Right. Or I can't re- reach anything or he didn't trim stuff low enough. The like, bow hook's too high. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> he's gapping up the sticks like this so you're a little... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, can't get in that one. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> That's, or sometimes when he'll take my mobile stand without permission. It's it's both your guys' is right? Yeah. Yeah. We're married. She tells me that all the time. It's our stuff. Right. See? Yeah. It's tough out here. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like it. That, yeah. Stuff that doesn't get thought about until you're doing it. But that's all. that's all smaller stuff. But... No, you guys are on it, man. You guys are a, a cool couple to hang out with. You guys are always a ton of fun every time you're in town. And uh, I think a lot of people yeah. are jealous of the relationship you guys have. Um, I was hoping for a little more turmoil, um, yeah. but there wasn't. It's tough because we're both <laughs> real passionate about it, you know, I mean, the outdoors. So that, that helps. I think if one of us was less passionate than the other, it probably wouldn't be quite the same, you know. But Yeah. Um, he, I, I said on Clint's podcast, he... Yeah, the only time he yells at me is I'll pass bucks that uh, she should shoot. I should shoot. Well, no, because like in yeah. particular, there was this one buck that was four and a half, and he thought it was a cool buck. He wanted to kill it. I thought it was ugly, and I passed it, and he got so mad at me for passing. A four he thought it was ugly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. It, it was, had. Uh... It had like <laughs> on one side, it was like a typical four point, you know, and then the other side had like three giant spikes coming straight up, like 10 inches long each. Like it didn't have a main beam. So that's and cool, I think. I would have shot that. I didn't. What the well, heck? one of them got busted off. Yeah, and then, one of them was broke. So and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I had him at 30 yards, and I had like a split second to decide. And I'm like, mm, my heart's not racing. I'm not going to do it. And he hey, that's fair, me. though. I get it. Yeah. I get both perspectives. That's fun, though. 
I think uh, that's probably just sometimes on which deer to hunt. That's like the big thing we disagree on. But like generally we agree on like where to put stands, enter and exit, like yeah. um, any changes we're making to our properties. Like we talk through it. And But I think sometimes deer we disagree on, but it's okay, fine. You hunt that one. I'll hunt this mm-hmm. one, you know. Yeah, so we're not get, usually I- going after the same buck. No. But really. we haven't had a booner on camera. Well, we have, Change but it. it was a property that I had permission on and he didn't. Mm. So, well, well, then that solves the argument. But, yeah. 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 But I think, like, here in Pennsylvania, it's tough, too, because, you know, our bow season's, like, six weeks and you can't hunt Sundays. And, like I said, his days off are Wednesday and Sunday. So, like, I try to make sure when he can hunt, he gets to go where he wants to go because I hunt. I don't know. I have a fairly flexible, I'm very fortunate to have a fairly flexible yeah. schedule. I, I work from home and as long as I get my work done, my boss doesn't really care. I still can't so, believe that they don't. I, I figured that Sunday thing would be out the window by now. Yeah, yeah. They gave us, I think, three last year. It's we get the random. first uh, so I don't get first it. Sunday of gun season, the last Sunday of archery, and one Sunday of bear season, which we don't even have bears in our area. Well, not often. Of Pennsylvania, so that's so stupid. I don't know what other yeah. people's opinions are, but we'll let you guys hunt oh, on Sunday. Not. What the hell are we doing? Well, we're lucky. We live like thirty minutes from Ohio, so we can go over there quite a bit. That's where but, all the big bucks are. That's what we've been saying. So you know, when I came on, uh, yeah, <laughs> when I came on, uh, uh, like the regular WCB podcast for the first time, I got a lot of people saying like I was really hard on Pennsylvania, and yeah, which like fair but it's only because i've hunted other states now like growing up i i never even thought about like going to other states it's like why would you go somewhere else to kill a deer there's a million deer here and now like i've hunted elsewhere and i see why people leave the state but we do i mean you can tell we have giant deer here they're just hard to come by you know and for sure so much hunting pressure and i I don't think you were hard on pa during that podcast um i think it was a great podcast that you just talked about the reality of it yeah. And, and yeah. Chris Smith, one of our buddies, also a uh, mm-hmm. Team WCB member, nothing will ever be as bad. Like, you know, Chris talked about yeah. he sells land in Michigan. That's yeah. what he does. He's, <laughs> he a, help the cause, yeah. he's a land agent in Michigan. And all he yeah. did for an hour is talk about how he hates hunting Michigan. And yeah. the, the reviews from that podcast were because he was very frank and honest and just this is what it is this is the reality and it was probably a 50 50 split from reviews and i don't know what kind of messages he got to his personal page but one message would be man chris was a was spot on someone had to say it it's just hard pills Mm -hmm. to swallow that's how it is in michigan and then the next person would write in and be like, screw that guy. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's in this area. He doesn't know what this area is like. And so it just was that way for three months about that episode. So I don't know. And that's like, I didn't mean for it to, to, to be like real negative. It's like just saying like, this is how it is. And honestly, I feel like people should be probably more proud of like, if you're, you know, we make fun a lot. I think of like, you know, young deer one twenties or something, but I think if you kill a one twenty in PA, like that's an accomplishment. I think people should be sure. proud of that. I'm not, I'm not like saying that's a negative thing. It's just, they're hard to come by. Yeah. And 
It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. in certain areas where you know the strip for mule deer has all the big mule deer, mm-hmm. but you can go to western Nebraska and kill big mule deer, but mm-hmm. the odds are better in the, the trophy. It's like killing a 170-inch whitetail. The odds are better in the more core of the Midwest than they are PA and eastern states. Do they get killed every year and probably every single one of those states out there? Yes. But the odds, it's an odds thing. But I also, you know, say too, is like if I want to kill an elk and I live in Michigan, when there's probably elk somewhere in Michigan, but generally, if I want to kill an elk and I live in Illinois, I have to leave Illinois to kill an elk. I kind of look at it that same perspective, generally speaking, for what whatever it is your trophy whitetail size is. If yeah. it's 160 and you live in wherever where there's not a lot of 160s, you got to make a move. Yep. Yep. So, I agree. Things to consider. But anyway, <laughs> this was a fun podcast. It was a quick one. Yeah. Um, we need to have you guys both in the studio and do like a full length just BS session, I think. I think we're overdue for you that. Separate us and then compare. Oh, <laughs> you know? we are doing that. I'm. You gotta somebody let us have in the green room. Somebody, you know. Okay, you know. gotta let us have that podcast. Don't do it with anybody else. We are doing right. that. We'll give you that exclusive. Okay, okay, that's got my brain going. That would be super fun. Okay, sorry, Rachel. Something like that's happening. We're doing something yeah, spicy okay. with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like it. Yeah, that has to be on the other platform. It'll be more spicy. Yeah, yes. where you guys can we'll do just, one on this, but yes. You guys can do, you can say whatever you want on that one. Well, where can there people you find go. you guys? If you want to do your plug or anything like that, here's the platform to do it. So <laughs> Can't find me. Can't, off the grid. Yep, off the grid. He doesn't do the social media thing. Yep. Um, I'm going to the working class shoot on uh, June what? 11th. 11th, yeah, <laughs> go then. If it's, you know. Yeah, uh, Rio, Illinois. Social media. Uh, what do you say? He likes to be talked about, but not ever. Yeah. Like Bigfoot. Like Bigfoot. <laughs> mm, I respect Talk that. Talk about me, you can't see me. Yeah. Um, and I'm Bitty Boosh on Instagram. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. This was fun. This was a good, yes, was. good successful couples therapy session. Yeah. Congrats That's on the turkey. Yeah, thank you. It's pretty awesome. Hey, Sorry. Dad. Are you guys done turkey hunting now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I regret not getting a second tag. We're not big on turkey hunting, so I didn't buy a second tag, and you have to buy one before season, but oh well. Hey, Illinois is tough, too. And you guys only hunt until noon there for turkeys? Uh, it just changed this week, so you can hunt all day. The first half of the season, you can only hunt till noon, and then, yeah, now you can hunt all day. Pennsylvania rules. Hey, one o'clock in Illinois, so we're kind of, yeah. Illinois yeah. is not far off from PA when it comes to everything like that i bet i, I from what it seems so. strange rules doesn't make any sense doesn't so make... you have to have your bow in a case when you're traveling around like it's not to be in your case at all times or a zip tie around the string so you can't draw it back a zip tie is the cheapest bow case wow <laughs> makes a lot of sense you know i've been in other states where it's like no you can put your bow in your lap until we get to the next yeah. hunting spot then you can get out and grab your backpack and go yeah and then in illinois you got to have it cased so it's case in the back of your truck. You get to your hunting spot and you got to do all that where like, I don't even think you could have it to where like, you know, some people have the holders for the back of your seat. Mm-hmm. I think you could do that if you had a zip tie around it, but I don't, I don't even fart with it because it's not worth getting caught. 
I just no. put, yeah. put it in the case. Put it in the case. <laughs> yeah. Stupid, but it's Illinois. What do you do? So, well, thank yeah. you guys so much. Perfect. Thank you everyone yeah, for watching you. and listening this episode, couple session episode of Working Class on Deercast. <laughs> uh, get in Deercast, like, comment. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think we should bring up when we do the WCB series on their. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna call that. Spicy topics we could bring up, like see if their answers match, type of thing, stuff like that. So we'll see. <laughs> it's gonna see be how fun. Marriage holds up, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'm, we're gonna end up divorcing you guys and good. just feel terrible worried. about it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one. anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv